welcome back footy fans here we go i told you guys we were going to be doing coverage of state league competitions so let's start it off the women's competition in the sandful is four rounds in so i needed to sit down and go over some of the results because I have the Sample Now app, and I have been enjoying four glorious rounds of women's footy. So to, here to join me today to talk of the Sample W are a couple of very recently and very good friends of the podcast. First, we'll start off with my Woodville West Torrens um, super fan and somebody I have had a fun, a lot of fun chatting with, Darcy Evans. Darcy, thank you for joining me. Donnie, thanks for having me again, mate. Pleasure being here, and uh, good to you too. Up at five o'clock in the morning over there, so well done. I absolutely love it. You gotta have a, you gotta be crazy sometimes to to uh, be in a Matt, different country. Fan, we love it. <laughs> well, I appreciate, I truly, truly appreciate that. And also joining me today, a super fan of the central center of the Central Districts Bulldogs, and a commentator for Sample now, and a great friend nowadays, chatting back and forth, Mister Phil Aspinall. Phil, thank you for joining me, sir. No worries, Donnie. Good to see you, Darcy. And uh, yeah, great to be on the podcast again. Just got home from three hours at the local hospital with my son in emergency after swallowing something at daycare. So he's home and safe and good to be on the uh, podcast chatting. Yeah, I, I, I woke up and saw you saw your message. I was like, oh, no. Thankfully, he's OK. <laughs> Thankfully, he's OK. So that's that's, Ruben's that's all the good. best. That's the best. So right now, let's before we even get into the individuals, before we get into the weeds, really quickly, we have been through four rounds. And I, like I said, it's been marvelous footy for me. Again, this is my first kind of time seeing the sand seeing the sandful W. So we'll start off, Phil, really quickly, since you're calling some of these games. Thoughts of the first four rounds, because like I said, I, I went back and forth. I've been really impressed with the skill and level of footy at the sandful W. Yeah, as we touched on in my podcast with your good self, Donnie, a couple of weeks ago, seventh season now of the Sample W, and it's a noticeable increase in standard, in skill. The girls are taking their games to another level. And I think the key, we're seeing more and more of those younger girls that have had a footy in their hands since they're five and six. They've had that footy for 10 years. They're now 15, 16, 17 years old, getting exposure to Sample W. And um, great to see after round four that we've had um, some movement, some movement across the ladder, some movement across some games. And some interesting results. You know, West Adelaide came out of the blocks firing early after a terrible season last year. But my doggies, the girls are doing a bit of movement at the top of the ladder. They've been down the bottom for quite a while with Narelle Smith's Eagles and Darcy's Eagles. And whilst the Eagles are still struggling, I think we've got a very even competition this year. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Darcy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I'm with, I'm with Phil. I, I concurred too about the, the girls out there they're 10 years in now. So, Previously, you would never see it half-time. You'd just see the boys kicking the footy. Now you see mm. plenty of the girls you know, between the ages of 10 to 15 kicking the ball you know, end-to-end, which is fantastic to see. We can only see this competition get better as, as the years come on. But look, uh, yes, it does pay me to say, guys, that the Eagles are, are sitting at the bottom of the ladder. But um, I think uh, the best opportunity will be this week against West Adelaide. So uh, hopefully they can they seem, uh, yeah, just um, come out of the, the ball racing there. So, But um, any surprises? I... I mean, you look at it's so close at the moment. You see anything between um, you've got, just look at it here. So from you know, stirred up to centrals, you know, there it's just one game between them. So it's really, uh, won't right to the top, sorry, there's only one game between them. So look, it's anyone's game still with, with quite a few rounds to go yet. Very close competition. So, so I'm, I'm excited about it, actually. Yeah. I've, I've Eagles can still, if they win the next two, you know, 
Um, again, we can see some um, special things happening. I've been I've been very fascinated by this season because as soon as I think I've got it figured out, like I got okay, these are going to be the teams that I think we're, we're pretty much going to talk about come finals. Man, it, it a result comes out of nowhere. So so let, let's mm. go let's go through it. I, I don't want to go through every single game because I again we've went through four rounds. Yes, there's only four games per round, but I really think we should focus on a game around and kind of really quick touch on the the other so let's go to round one i know it's it's been four weeks um because we had that break that that off week because of the holiday in in south australia which thank you gentlemen for helping explain to me why we weren't having any footy a couple (laughs) weeks ago so which kind of threw me off a little bit thank you thankfully the waffle w got started that week so i had a little bit of footy still to watch before the men's afl season started so round all the way back to round one and I have to say it, the first game I ever saw of Sample W, that was the game of the round. There is no argument. North Adelaide versus Norwood, 52-50. The Roosters get the two-point win. But gentlemen, I have to say this. That was the first game I ever saw of Sample W, and I I was blown away mm. by not only the quality and the standard, as you as you both said, but just I, I, I loved Norwood's never say die in this game because again the roosters coming off a premiership the previous season still a really good team i mean we'll we'll go to you dars i mean when you when you saw this game how great was this first game of the sample w season because this started the season off with an absolute tear donnie oh, i love this game i think we're both sitting there watching together we're both sort of messaging each other going how was that how was that goal did you see that is that that's the that will have to be the game so far. The four rounds I've seen it, two points in it. Like the the marking was just absolutely brilliant. The kicking it was just a hard contested foot, and they ripped both players went right teams went right at the very end. And I tell you, that was a classic game of football where where the women's football was heading, Don and Phil. I think it was just a classic. And uh, the, the fun thing was us Don messaged each other at the same time. Was like, how good is this football now? Yeah. And a feel, did you call yeah. that game, Phil? I'm not sure. I can't remember. So uh, no, I was there so. watching. Uh, just uh, yeah, yeah. just went along and attended because I was calling Westies the week after. And uh, yeah, I concur, guys. That was probably the top mm. five standard of sample games, including finals, including grand finals. Occasionally, you'll see a blowout in a grand final. But what we saw was from the get-go, the, the, the skill level, the intensity. Mm. Um, both sides had a fair few new players coming in. And sometimes it might take a couple of weeks to adjust and learn each other's game style. But it was as high as a standard of sample W above seen. And if memory serves me correct, a good friend, Phil Hurden, who's a stats guru, who I think Donnie's going to get on in the in the months to come on the podcast, advised me on the night that that was the second highest aggregate score we've had in sample mm. W history. So, you know, sometimes we see some low scoring games, but 14 goals from the two sides combined and a close contest. Unfortunately for Ali's Norwood girls, another one of those close ones, Donnie, that they, they lost by, you know, single figure margins, but, a great advertisement and a great way to kick off season 2023. Yeah, completely agree. And then the, the other, the other, the other results we'll just we'll just quickly touch on it. The West Westie started off the season 23 and nine. Lauren Young coming back from the ACL from the ACL tear looked absolutely fantastic. And Piper Window is another one. I remember talking with my draft guru Peter Williams from Rookie Me Central and going, "Holy shnikes, this pit, this this Piper Window and." and Lauren Young are absolutely, I mean, I wish, I wish we had a national draft because as a Swan supporter, I would love to see them donning my Guernsey because they are both incredible players <laughs> in that. And that was the first game this season. 
your your central your central bulldogs getting the win over Tarsus Woodville West Tor- Woodville West Torrance Eagles 30-17 in a in a cracking match and then the 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 finale of that particular round C South get the 23-15 win over Sturt so and, and actually a really good round of footy um, some really close talented tough hard font games in round one we jump to round two we'll just go is... quickly go back donnie just i know sure. we only talk about one game we just go back to westies tigers game if you sort of based you know what the next four games would have been you think well gee westies smashing the tigers you know maybe mm-hmm. the westies are the team this year but it's just turned right around now Cornell, that's the only game they've lost now they're on top and westies have you know they're, they're starting to crack a bit which we'll probably talk about in a minute but you just should have not gone on that first game that's how our things can change so quickly in this in this competition well, it- and it's almost a great transition because we go to round two and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll jump right to it. There's a couple of cracking games in one, including a result that Phil, I, I don't want to bring up, Sturt smashing Central's 56-19. If you look at the results over the next four weeks, and again, it, it's it's kind of um, here, it's kind of um, yep. afterthought later, this this was one of those many that shocked me a little bit. I was not expecting Central's to get absolutely smashed by Sturt, especially as you see later. Central's is a tough team that's got some big wins here. Did this surprise you a little bit? The Sturt giving the Duggies a kind of a touch up. Uh, the margin surprised me. The result I wasn't yep, absolutely surprised by because I think, as we touched on, it is a reasonably even competition. But I was down the road at uh, Richmond commentating another game and. Um, uh, Phil Hurden was calling the, the game and he touched base to me to say the dogs had a couple of late changes, which were, we didn't help. Uh, Madison Lane, their vice captain, one of their better players off half back, she pulled out the morning of the game. So I think that probably attributed to them leaking a bit of a score. But take nothing away from the double blues. When you've got girls like Georgia Bev and Abby Richter in your lineup, the captain of the double blues, she kicked a couple of goals and, and Sturt just played footy better on the day. And you've got to give them credit for that. Um, the doggies tried their hardest, probably uh, had their opportunities didn't make the most of them, but the better team won on the day. Yeah, definitely. And then Westies getting the win over the the defending premiers, 43-32. Westies starting off the season 2-0. And, and I got to say this, Dars, I mean, the Wood, Woodville West Torrance gave Glenelg everything they wanted, just fell a little bit short by 8, 36-28. Your, your thoughts on this? Because, I mean, I was looking at this going – Woodville West Torrance is just going to give you everything they have. They're going to be headaches. They, they're, they're, they're in games. It, it, it was fun to watch. Donnie and Phil, they, they gave everything. 28 points is, uh, and that very high-scoring game there, you know, like 5-6 to 4-4. Four, four. We thought, gee whiz, we're that close to beating the Tigers that day. I think we were actually up going into the last quarter. So mm-hmm. just, uh, the, you know, Glenel kicked that one goal three. I think, well, I just can't remember from memory, but they just got it on top of us. You think... Now you're probably thinking, gee, now the Tigers are on top. You know, surely if the Eagles just won that game, it could have just given that little bit of confidence to say that we are reading this competition. But just losing that game may have just pulled something back. But now look, well done to the Tigers. But the Eagles, certainly that 28 points just gave them that we do have something in this, this brand. This, this is a new team too, Donnie, when you look at it. There's probably seven or eight new players with that team. The coach in the second year as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, and then the last game, of the last game of the round, it begins the it begins the little bit of a trend for Norwood as they fall by mm-hmm. only five points to South at the time, who was was absolutely red hot. Again, round two, so many intriguing matchups and results that I I I, I was I was going interesting. I mean, we were two rounds in, <laughs> and you could already see that there's a lot there there very much is parity in in the sample W. So we jump to round three and 
Phil, I remember watching this game and I I felt absolutely gutted at the end of this for Norwood because they played so well. And for the third straight round, they get beat by under a goal. You had the pleasure of calling this game a great, great game of footy that ends guttingly for the Norwood Red Lakes. But as you said, a little fist bump underneath the table as, as a Central's man yourself. <laughs> Yeah, look, it was an exciting game. It was a high-quality game of footy, Donnie. And seesawing, um, a bit of an arm wrestle across the course of the game. Neither side really got out to any major advantage. And, you know, from memory, uh, the Doggies were held scoreless in the third term and Norwood managed to kick a couple of goals. But conversely, that final term, when they had their opportunities, couldn't manage to, to get a, a score on the board, kicking just the one behind. And the Doggies did manage to kick a couple of goals. Jasmine Evans, a youngster, just 17 years of age, I think 15 years of a hockey background, reasonably new to footy, but just really good leg speed, clean at ground level, picked up the ball at the top of the square and dribble snap one through. And unfortunately for Ferrelli's girls in her 50th, uh, weren't able to get the job done, but a, a great win from the doggies and um, made them off to the, the best start they've had in their Sample W competition. First time in history that they've gone two and one. So um, that was the real starting point for them to, to continue on their good form. Yeah, it definitely. And Central's, I think they're going to be right there when the whips are cracking late in this season. But it's just, I, I remember mess- I remember messaging both uh, Narrow's Coach Smith uh, of the Web OS, Torrance Eagles, and and Allie and being like, I feel like a jinx because the first three games of, of <laughs> Sample W that I watch of, of both of them after communicating with them, I was like, they lost all three in Norwood to lose in such tragic fashion in three of them. I was, I felt absolutely horrible. And and she, I bless her. She she told me it wasn't my. It was just hey, they got learnings from it, and and they would progress from it. And then the other cracking game of the round, see South over West twenty nine twenty seven, in in an absolutely cracking contest. One of those where the behinds are the reason that the South get the win. Dars the other two games unfortunately got a little out of hand as the Roosters show their might. Unfortunately, against the Eagles in that eighty to eighteen matchup, but. I mean, Coach Smith and the Eagles, they, they tried their hearts up. They did everything they could. They just ran into a freight train that day by the from the Roosters. This was probably the most confusing one too, um, Don and Phil, that you know, we were so close to Glenelg the week before. They come mm-hmm. out and lose by that much. And then we obviously saw that Glenelg had beaten Sturt quite convincingly. And Sturt, they're, they're no pushover either. We've, it was just confusing about what, what went on this week. What Something happened this week that, you know, we're not sure about, but I think then the week after we, we have come back a little bit more of vengeance, but it was just what, what happened this day. It was just one of those confusing days in North. I mean, 12 goals. That's just incredible. And look, well done to North. I, I didn't actually see that game. The only game I haven't seen, but they must've just played so well to, to kick 12, you eight know, and um, in, in a game at, at North LA. Well done to them, but very confusing and seeing that as probably talk about the Tigers in a minute, but seeing them win convincingly over Sturt, just what, you know, what, what went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was watching that North and uh, West Ad- West the West Torrens game, Donnie, and um, I think to Darcy's point, we saw the Roosters come out after halftime completely in control. I mean, the Eagles were still in the contest at halftime. They're only two mm-hmm. goals down. But when you concede eight goals to and, and only kick yeah. two behind yourself, um, it says a little bit about the class of North Adelaide. And probably with that newer side that, you know, Narelle's working with and some players mm-hmm. coming in and out of the side, a lot of young girls in that Eagles side, you're going to get that inconsistency within the games themselves. Yeah, and I I remember watching that. And just that third quarter, it just it, 
it, it got on rails. It got on rails for for North, and you could just tell yep. it, it kind of really took this head, took the wind out of the Woodville West Torrance. I mean, they never gave up. They continued to fight, but you could just you could just tell once North got going, it was really hard to stop them because they do have all that skill in, in such talent um, at, at at North. And then we go to it the, the final round that has already passed through sees Norwood get the win for Ali Farrell's 50th, 46-15. Again, a, a great, great matchup. Um, again, a tough one for Woodville West Torrance. Again, to see some of the AFLers, the AFLWs drop down, Ebony, uh, um, Elise O'Day hopping on, um, Hannah Dunn joining Norwood. So I, I was fascinated to see the AFLW players start to kind of pop up more. We saw Hannah Ewings come up with, with North Adelaide. So, I mean, was this something that, is it a rule that they can't, like, I was going to ask you, Phil, about this. I, I noticed so many of the AFLW listed players now starting to play for their SAMFLW clubs. Yeah, I think it was a little bit to do with the closing off period of the AFLW mm. girls and their, and their list of decisions that the AFLW clubs were making with their list. We've seen in the last few days, some girls either be delisted or, or traded. Sarah Goodwin, former Port listed player today here in Adelaide, announced that she's going to be switching to the pros. Uh, she was great in Glenelg's return. I remember a couple of weeks ago bumping into North Adelaide coach Chrissy Steen and asking her when the AFLW girls would be back. And she said from round four onwards. Um, so therein lies uh, what we saw this weekend with a, a massive influx of the AFL girls. And I think it's great on two levels, uh, Donnie and Darcy, because obviously it increases the standard of the games. And we saw those you know, talented girls coming in and lifting the already good games to a higher level. But how good is it going to be for some of these younger girls, these 15, 16, 17-year-old girls, that probably watch the AFLW girls on TV and thrive to be them. They're getting to play alongside them. And we saw that out at the game. I was there just as a spectator. And we saw two or three of the younger Centrals girls really take their game to another level because they were playing with AFLW girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I totally agree, Phil. It's just fantastic. I know. hope they keep it like this so we do get to see those AFLW players playing the uh, SAFLW as well because it's just fantastic. You can't go wrong with doing that. You just cannot with... Yes, as I said, for the young girls watching these AFLW players that they've been watching for probably, you know, for, for a few years now, it's just, I hope they don't change that. I reckon that'd be just so good for the competition. Yeah. I the agree. interesting thing will be, guys, sorry, Donnie, the interesting thing will yeah. be how that how's that going to look come finals time? Because we're only, we're round five this week. There's only 12 rounds. And I'm not sure I will confirm the the eligibility, but some teams can be probably bolstered by some, some, some AFLW girls come finals time. So it'll be fascinating to see one, what the qualification is, and two, what girls are going to play in the finals. Because sometimes the AFLW clubs might get a bit sensitive. You know, they are their product, so they might hold them back. But um, we've still got a fair bit of the season to go before we get there. But, yeah, it's a win-win situation having those W girls oh, in the top. Totally. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I think the one thing that I, I do understand with AFLW is, is that you are worried about – what if what if an ACL happens? What if what if yep. an injury that could cost them half that half their the AFLW season? And I mean that's the the I mean that's out of the control of the sample W teams to have to have that request. But I mean I I completely agree. I think it's absolutely fantastic for the competition because not only does it get more eyeballs on it. But it just you, you get to see the standard, as you said, some of these young girls get to see the standard that you have to be if you want to make it to the top yeah. competition in, in the country. And so I, I absolutely love it. Like I said, I, I'll understand it if the Crows and, and, and Port are very much like, hey, be smart with our be smart with our players. It, it, but it, it'll be fascinating to see. I, I, but 
again, I absolutely loved the the addition of of many of the AFL uh, AFLW players. I thought they just they took what was already a really good was already a really good product and made it that much more. I mean, every single one of the scores this week went up a little bit, and and, and it was very good. So we'll go. We'll kind of review some of the rest of the rounds again. We had First Nations round this week, so I have to say all the Guernseys were fantastic. Absolutely loved them. I've always yeah. loved. I've always loved the the arts. Um, from First Nations, absolutely fantastic. Centrals get another win over South, 55-32. And as they said, as we've kind of mentioned a couple of times, this puts Centrals at the top of the table after four rounds. Westies again dropped their second in a row to Sturt, 42-35. An absolutely cracking game. I remember watching this game live and thinking, this, this was one heck of a game. Absolutely loved it. Double Blues getting the win late. And then... Glenel, as as Darcy said, gets the win over um gets the win over the Roosters and have kind of revamped after that first game of the season. So I'm absolutely loving this. So before we move on any further, let's go back to the ladder. And I already have to do a mea culpa because I forgot Glenelg is at the top of the table after after four rounds. We see Glenelg, Centrals, and South all at three and one. The Roosters and Westies both at two and two with with Sturt as well. Norwood one and three. And unfortunately, the Woodville West Torrance 0 oh and four. But again, fighting hard. I keep an eye on Woodville West Torrance. I think they are going to definitely make an impact on this season as it goes through, I do not see them being down there without a little bit of, without a little bit of spice as this season goes through. So gentlemen, I, as I, as I do with my AFLWs, I have my section called my burning questions. These are some questions that I've been thinking about as I've went through each of these rounds, because I think they're questions that are great discussion questions. So as we said, I, I've seen a lot of surprises this year again. Some of the results that I, I maybe because I haven't watched it as much, I'm not expecting. So right now, Dars, we'll start with you. What's been your biggest surprise result of the season? What's the game that went, whoa, was not expecting that? What, no, Glenelg. Because, well, to be on the top, that's what I'm trying to say, with a percent of like 48.49%, they lost that first game. It was quite, quite convincing. And then they just beat uh, the Eagles the week after. So it wasn't convincing. And Eagles, but they are unfortunately, you know, on, on the bottom, but, you know, it wasn't by much. And I thought, well, now nah, Glenelg are probably out. They probably, you know, may finish in the four, maybe just out. But to see them now come out and smash some teams, have got the highest percent as well. And actually, you know, th- three wins following that. I reckon to Glenelg for me, but well done to them as well. Surprise, but <laughs> well done for that. Absolutely. Hey, Phil, your biggest surprise. Oh, look, I think, yeah, I'll touch on that a, bit, a little bit with the form of Grinnell. To be honest, they lost Jessica, Jessica Bates, who won the Sanford W Best and Fairest Competition Award last year, picked up by Collingwood. I suspected they would drop down the ladder a little bit, maybe just sneak into finals. Of course, we're only halfway through the year, but that, they're the surprise packets for mine. The surprise result, Donnie, I witnessed it from just sitting on the outer. I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago when we chatted that my favourite position to watch footy in general is up in the grandstand. But I thought I might just sit in the uh, in the sun on the outer side on the weekend and I watched the doggies really take apart South Adelaide. They were previously top of the table, undefeated. And I talk about the AFLW girls coming in, Julia Teekle and Olivia Levicki, who's got a connection to Norwood and West Adelaide with her husband, Patrick, a former Sample men's player. They yeah. really straightened the girls up, were great for, for Central. And whilst the result wasn't much of a surprise in terms of the doggies are competitive and they got a win, 
it was really how comfortable they won. They won by five goals in the end and probably should have won by more, 15 scoring shots to, to, to eight. And um, I just watched Central take apart what, what has been a pretty good South Adelaide side. So I think the Doggies' big win uh, on home soil really set a bit of a message to the rest of the competition to say, hey, we're going to play finals this year. We're in a good position now. And look out, the dogs are barking. Definitely. And I think it's actually even even a grand transition for my next question because as as we had as I said, just going through the 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 table is South Glenug and Centrals all at the same three and one record. So so we've got a little bit of a, a sample size again. Four four games isn't isn't the complete season again. We're still early, but I, I'm one of those. Sometimes you make you you got to make that call. You got to make that prediction of maybe. So, of these three teams, which one right now would you say would be your flag tip if you had to tip right now? If I twisted your arm and said you have to tip one of these three teams to be your flag, the person that's going to hoist the flag at the end of the season. So, Phil, we'll start with you. Are you done in your red, white, and blue hat, or 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 <laughs> South or Glenelg gonna make you gonna make uh gonna make you think a little bit? Based on what I've seen over the first four weeks, and, and I suppose coincidentally with ladder position, I think if it was a grand final coming up, it would be the Central and Glenelg grand final. And, and whilst you know, you've got to be in it to win it, I think Glenelg, what I've liked from them has been the, the all-round team effort. I mentioned they lost Jess Bates through the midfield. They're not relying on a superstar to get the job done. And take nothing away even more so from their win on the weekend. Two girls went down. One of them, I think, uh, mm-hmm. um, Partington's sister, Luke Partington's sister, uh, went down with a, a, a season-ending knee injury. So they had that win with two on the bench from the first quarter. So it says a little bit about their mental fortitude, their toughness. And yeah, look, I think the Tigers right here, right now, are probably the premiership favourites, particularly after such a disappointing showing from South. Definitely. Darcy, what, what do you think? Well, Phil just said it. It's gonna. It could be a bulldogs Glenelg grand final. Have a look who's playing each other this week. It just happens to be um, yeah. what they go into the... I thought, like, gee, look at that, guys. It's um, Glenelg. I, I'm my tip is Glenelg. I think they've just after that first loss, they've just come in leaps and bounds. The way they're winning, the amount they're winning by, is just so strong. And uh, but when you look at um, uh, Central, sorry, when you look at Central's, their percent's a little bit lower, so they're winning but not convincingly. But again, cannot wait for the this this weekend to see what the results going to be. And um, I think whoever wins this one, I think that's pretty not it, but pretty close to the. At least playing the grand final, pretty close to favourites. So, but um, mate, and then also you see who you get third and fourth playing each other. So we've got the top four playing each other, and then the the bottom are playing each other as well. So it's just one of those rounds that fit perfectly about uh, where everything sits. Yeah, the, the ladder, the ladder's going to take a. I know the ladder; it's going to flip. It's going to flip a little bit. You may, you may that, even yeah, see true. a team. You may yeah. even see a team. Well, I, I look at it. it the Norwood, and we'll discuss it a little bit later. Is, is the fact they have three losses with under a goal. I, they're my team outside the four that I'm keeping an eye on. But if if I, I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring, I agree with you. I think Linelg. My only worry is with these with these injuries. Does their depth take a little bit of a hit? It would would be yeah. the question there. I 100 understand it. South's kind of. I'm still not got my thumb. Got my got my hands around what what South is right now. I think they they started off really well. I think we'll have to really see on that. Um, it, it'll be interesting. So we'll, we'll we'll jump from we'll jump from that to kind of the, the leaky engine that is Westies because I mean started off two two and zero. I think a lot of people were like, hmm, this this is a Westies team doing the complete bounce back again. Lauren Young coming back from the ACL, but they've dropped their last two. I mean, are, are Westies in trouble? Do we do we worry that maybe Westies doesn't make the finals after a great start? Darcy, we'll start with you. Um, I had a note written down here because I said Westies they look 
you're right, Donny. Win the first two, and they were very good convincing wins because obviously that 53% they got does show they did win those two convincing. Then they've taken two hits. So they're playing Nord this week, which you'd think they'd win that one. You'd, obviously, Nord are struggling a little bit at the moment. So they win that one. That gives a little bit of confidence, and they could step just into the four and just and hopefully stay there. Definitely. Phil, what do you think? Look, I think West Adelaide probably got off to the perfect start because they had a full-strength squad. They've had a little bit of chop and change with some of their girls. And um, looking at the result on the weekend, I watched a bit of the highlights from the, the loss to the Double Blues. And that was a yeah. tight loss, I think. Westies um, played good for three quarters. Sturt really just overran them in the end. I think with West Adelaide, you know, looking at a couple of trends from a statistical perspective, they're probably relying on just the too few many, like Zoe Venning, Lucy Boyd, regularly get plenty of possession. But then it drops away a fair bit. Now, we know Lauren Young's a star, but she's only a kid as well. She's not going to dominate every week. And she's a barometer. She only had the 11 touches on the weekend and didn't impact on the scoreboard. So when, when Lauren Young's up and about kicking goals and playing well, West Adelaide wins. So I still think they will just play finals, but I don't know how much of an impact they will have. Um, the other one that's a bit of an unknown for me is the North Adelaide Roosters. Uh, we know how good they are. They've been dominant of the competition. But they're a bit Jekyll and Hyde with their form, and that would no doubt frustrate Coach Chrissy Steen. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating run home to see how the final four is made up. Definitely, for sure. And 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 then you kind of I kind of mentioned it a couple of times. Norwood. I mean, they're they're a team again. Like like I said, I sent the message to Ali saying I feel like a jinx because first three games of the season, all three losses by under a goal. But I'm I'm weird like this. It's a little bit like Richmond in the AFLW. I kept saying they started off 0-2 and then they ran home to end the season. Norwood is the team. I think it's the sleeping giant a little bit. I think they were competitive in all of the in all of their games, including their win in the, this last week over over uh, Woodville West Torrance. And the fact that now you have the AFLWs, they have O'Day in the in the lineup. Hannah Dunn joins them. I'm. I'm a little bit bullish on Norwood again. Maybe call it a little bit of, of recency bias with with the fact that I my conversation with Ali, but I think Norwood's a team to keep an eye on because I think with the additions that they have, they're playing good footy. Am, am I am I off on this a little bit that I, Norwood could definitely rise up the table if they get a couple of quick wins and, and, and get right into that chance to to maybe make the finals. Oh, look, Donnie, they're yeah, playing tough. Sturt this week, and obviously who Sturt who um beat West Adelaide last week. So you know, anything could happen if they do beat Sturt. That gives that a little bit of confidence as well. That puts them in four points as well. So we're looking at the tightest premiership table you know, ever you can imagine if they do win this week. Mm-hmm. Well. And I think, guys, the thing that probably will help, Nord, and I kind of do lean it to a little bit towards what you're saying, Donny, is those three losses total 12 points. So it hasn't impacted their percentage too much. They've got the best percentage currently outside of the top four. and <laughs> It's even better than West Adelaide as well. So... Um, if they, they've got to get their, their you know, momentum happening and win multiple games, and just quickly looking at their draw now, they've got a tough month coming up. So they play the Eagles in round 10, but then they finish with South Adelaide and West Adelaide. So it might be touch and go for the Red Legs, but important that they don't get any blowout losses and that they just keep themselves in check with the top four. Definitely. Actually, yeah. it is extraordinary what you were saying. It was like Norwood have got of uh, the percent of 54.1, and that is even beat centuries who were second at 51.89 yeah. and even mm-hmm. south at 46.01 you think gee whiz they've it's just that they are that far out of the, the four and um just took one of one one of those games to win they could have been at one percentage even you know into the they would have been into four actually 
two, yep. two yep. five and two are their lo- are their losses. This is a two two points, five points, two points. So, yep. so they're they're in. They've been in every single game. So it's I'm I'm fascinated to see how how that goes because if if they just flip one of those, how how different would the, the ladder the ladder uh, be in the Sandful W? So we'll, we'll go to it. We'll go to a gentleman again. Four rounds down. We again we've got eight rounds still to go, and then and then the final. So there's still a ton of footy still to play so as you guys you guys have been kind of looking uh just like i have uh when it comes to it some of some of the upcoming rounds so as we said we'll, we'll go round five this week again norwood restart westies versus the woodville west torrance eagles it'd be fascinating to see how westies does that a titan matchup between central and glenelg and south versus the roosters jump to round six just a really quick look at that 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 really tasty matchup between North and Central's there. Westies getting Norwood and South Ad- South Adelaide getting Glenelg in round six, round seven. Really quickly, very I, I love this the Sturt North Sturt North matchup and then Glenelg gets Norwood South versus Woodville West Torrance and the West and Westies versus Central's and then probably after uh round eight well we will do another get together sees north v the rematch of the round one classic between between north and the red legs south v west glenelg versus the west coast eagles and start versus the round one rematches so it'll be fascinating to see once we reconvene after round eight how this goes because everybody will play everybody and you get the rematches from that first round so Gentlemen, I'll ask you this. I, I know it's not easy to do this because I mean we've only got four games. So, but I think we should do some tipping for round five because I'm mm-hmm. interested to see what you guys think what will what will happen after round five. So let me let me pull it up and I want to hear I want to hear this. So we'll start off again. Norwood v Sturt to start off the round. Phil, who who do you who do you think gets the chocolate chocolates in this one? Look, you can only really base it on form, and recent form always comes into play. We talked uh, a few times now about how Norwood getting close, good sides know how to win tight games. And I think, um, with all due respect to Norwood, I don't think at the moment they're playing as good as football as the Double Blues are. I mean, they've been a little bit up and down, but what I have seen of them, they've been impressive. So uh, I think the Double Blues are probably just going to get the points in that one, but I reckon that'll be a tight encounter. Yeah, Darius, what are you, what are you thinking on that? Yeah, I totally agree. If um, Norwood just have to win those close games, and they haven't. So there's all. I don't think it's a psychological thing, but just have to win those tight games to get a bit of confidence. But I think Sturt for me. I don't know. For me, it's a, it's a sleeping giant thing. I I think getting the win over the Woodville uh, over Woodville, I think may give the the girls a lot of confidence. Sturt's been kind of back and forth. I, I'm gonna tip Norwood in this one. I think the the additions from the AFL from the AFLW, I think. Will will increase that skill and, and increase that ability to 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 move on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tip Norwood in this one. It's it's a head versus heart moment on that on that one for sure. <laughs> Westies versus Woodville West Torrance Eagles. Darce, I know it's I know it's your club. Can can you see Narell Smith getting her girls over Westies and and continuing to kind of push Westies back down the table, or do the Bloods find a way to get another win? My heart obviously says uh, Woodville West Torrance guys, but I think we're. They're not quite there yet for a win. I, I think about they're two or three weeks away. I know that's horrible to say. And poor old Coach Smith, she'd probably say something to me when I see it with them Thursday night. But I think <laughs> they're just a few games away yet. But Westies, by a great, I think Eagles are going to show their form this week, but just go down that slightly. Yep. Bill, what do you got on this one? Yeah, I, I tend to agree with Darcy. And I think good sides will bounce back after a couple of poor losses. And 
I think the, uh, the the Bloods are a good side. We saw them get off to the good start and then just probably drop the ball a little bit. So they've got a pretty good coach in Bruce Dawes. He was previously at the Double Blues. And I think they'll understand the importance of it. We're going to be close enough to the halfway mark of the season. We talk about how close percentage is going to play a part come finals. I don't think they're going to be interested in a percentage-boosting win. They're just going to want the win and get back into the winner's circle. So for mine, I think, uh, yeah, the trend will continue for the Eagles and unable to get the win on the board. I think the Bloods, well, probably three or four goals. Yeah, I, I hate saying it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Darcy. As much as I would love to see the Eagles get a win here to get get off that schneid, get get the one win in the win column. I just think I think Westies this uses this opportunity to kind of propel them, which would be fascinating. So let's go to a gentleman, the Titan matchup, Centrals versus Glenelg. So now I ask you, Phil, is your red, blue, and white hat on, or or do the tie do the Tigers kind of dash Centrals a little bit? I always try and uh, keep the neutral, the non-biased uh, thoughts in the in the process. The heart wants the doggies to win, but on paper, this is exactly that—a tantalising matchup. Wouldn't have been, uh, I think, in, in the samples history that we've had top versus second being these two sides. So I think the form that Centrals are taking in is really important. It'll give them great confidence. But I think the Tigers obviously are going to be up and about. You touched on a really good point, Donnie. They've lost a couple of important players through injury. How will their depth uh, stand? I haven't had a quick look at their their development squad uh, um, performance so far this year, but I suspect that their depth might be stretched a little bit, as is Centrals, because I know the Doggies girls didn't win uh, on the weekend again. So... Um, yeah, I almost need the napkin for this one because this one is mouth-watering exciting. I've got the uh, the game on the on the call, so I've been uh, lucky enough to be rostered on to commentate this one. So we'll definitely oh, give nice. you a shout-out on the day, Donnie, but I cannot wait for this one. I think the Tigers are going to be too good, but just. Oh, hey, Darius, what do, you, what do you think on this oh, one? I totally agree there. It's, I think Tigers, they're winning by some big margins now. I think they've got... Um, they they got them, their momentum going. I think if they do win this, they're going to be pretty close to well, early call, but pretty close to playing in the grand final premiership favourites anyway. Yeah, and just this... guys, one one matchup. Sorry, Donny, this will be worth the price of admission alone. Now you get in for free, so I wonder what that says. But uh, <laughs> Shelby Smith, the captain of Centrals, up against Piper Window. How good is that going to be? I cannot mm-hmm. wait to see those two girls go head to head. Yeah, that'll that'll be a, that'll be an absolutely fantastic matchup. So, and I absolutely love it. This this is going to be a fun one because it starts eleven fifteen my time uh, on a Friday on a Friday night. So, and I have Woodville West Torrens Westies and the Norwood and the Norwood. So I may double screen that one because both Norwood <laughs> and Woodville West Torrens both play at the same time, and I've got my iPad and my laptop. So I may actually. <laughs> You may get a picture. You may see. You may see me tweet out like I did previously, Phil, because I I may have both of these on because I like keeping nice. track of both teams. So both of those games being on at the same time, I may I may double screen myself that particular night, and then having Centrals being those two being the lead ins to Centrals versus Glenelg, I will definitely try and see if I can stay up. I do work a little bit early, so I, I will I will try, but I won't guarantee anything. <laughs> I agree. I think Glenelg, but I also, I, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of a twist. I think if Glenelg's coaching staff is good, is that you you band the team together. You lost a couple of injuries. You still get that win. Sometimes it can, it can gel a team. It can bring a team together, and, and they're playing such good footy right now that you've got a lot of positive mojo, and I think it, you get to, to, to bring in and bleed some more players I think Linnell gets this, but I think this is a classic. This could potentially be one of those under a goal who cross cross our fingers. I know, Phil, on the call, it's going to be weird for you, but imagine maybe an after the siren kick to win to win this game. How how amazing would that be? So either either way, again, either way, um, 
no particular preference. So I'm going to tip the Linoke, but I think this is an absolute classic. And then the just the, what um, what Phil just said before about Piper Window and Shelley Shelby Smith, they're actually leading the the most disposals in the competition with 90 each. Yeah, it's over 20 disposal average each game so far. That's just amazing. This contest, um, would just, this is going to be brilliant to watch as well, Phil. So um, they're just two two star acts playing together on the, the same game will be gold to watch. And what's fascinating about these two girls, guys, and I, I think for you, Donnie, it'll be good to have some historical element to this, is they've both got great family connections to the Central Districts Football Club. Shelby mm -hmm. Smith's dad, Greg uh, Darcy, would probably remember him, a really hard, tough midfielder in the 80s and 90s, one of best and fairest at Central. Um, and Shelby plays exactly like her old man. And what's even greater as well is her old man still runs water for the girls. He's involved with the club. He volunteers. Yep. And then Piper Window has got the connection. She's the granddaughter of Gary Window. Central's oh, get that. Is it really? So I know Wind that Window, a, but you just don't have that connection. Gary was a There is that star. connection. So I think I mentioned to Donnie when I had my chat with him that mm -hmm. I, I love watching her play, but I'd rather see her in a red, white, and blue guernsey. <laughs> I think is, is school and zone related, but... Yeah, the, the family connections. And that's what I love about the sample. You get that generation coming through. Yep. We used to say the father-sons in the men competition. Now we're seeing so many examples of the father-daughters coming through as well, which is brilliant. Absolutely. Absolutely love it. And I remember, I remember they're talking about that on, on the Glenogue, on the Glenogue coverage. They were, they were saying that she has that connection to centrals, but then yep. throwing in that so many, so many of these young girls now have, they have that family connection with the club and the sandful. And I absolutely love it. And I'm crossing my fingers. I know this is going to be a while from now, but I cannot wait for the first ever father, daughter, or, 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 or the mother daughter or even mm. crazy enough think about this think about when we have the potential to say mother son in yeah. any competition yep. i cannot awesome. wait potentially to see that for sure and then and then the last the last game of the round sees south v north in an absolute classic game i cannot wait for this one roosters panthers Dars, who do you got in this one no, look, I'm um, I'm sticking to South. They've won one more game. Uh, look, their percentages are high, so they haven't obviously finished off the teams they've played, but I think they're still the one three in a row. Had a bit of a downer last week, but I think they're ready to come back with vengeance this week over, over North. Phil? I like to dub this one the Chrissy Steen Cup. Chrissy Steen, a premiership coach at both sides. So um, she's got a connection there to South Adelaide. She knows the girls well, and she'll know their style. I think uh, North Adelaide have probably just been off the boil a little bit in recent weeks. And Rick Watts girls at the Panthers are going to be keen to bounce back from their first loss. So if it wasn't for the Central Glenelg game being top of the table and being such an exciting game, this one's probably the runner-up match of the round. And mm -hmm. I'll certainly be jumping on the sample stream and listening to good friend Chris Kendall and Bevan Jones call this one. So this will be a cracker. Toss of the coin for mine. I might just go to South Adelaide only because it's on their home soil and we'll give them the home ground advantage. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. That that one that one's tough again because again, both teams have had they've had their they've had their little moments of issues. Again, I I think I'll agree with Dars. I, I think South's got a little bit more of got a little bit more positive mojo in this one. I think I'll tip the Panthers, but that's again it just I think this is a great round of footy this week again with that absolutely massive matchup of Centrals versus Glenelg. We'll, we'll, we'll jump ahead. Round round six, like I said, the Centrals-North game, I think that's going to be a fast one. Let's not tip. I don't think we should tip those because little bit we don't we don't know how things are going to change again you have the the woodville west torrance sturt game and then the, the absolute mouth-watering south versus glenelg in round six so I, i'm not going to go through each of the rounds we, we did that a little bit earlier so but 
gentlemen, this has been an absolutely fantastic conversation. Again, I, I the ability to do this is something that I'm I've been so happy about because as I've went back and forth with both of you is that learning about the sample this off season has been fascinating. And then getting the sample now app and sitting down and watching that North versus Norwood game to start off. And I just, I was hooked one game in and mm -hmm. I was absolutely hooked. So I, I, I want to say this to, to any South, to any South Australians listening to this. Thank you for this ability to do this because this gave me a little bit of footy before the AFL started and before the waffle W even got started. So this has been a great little thing to do this. So to have this ability to go through the first four rounds, to talk round five and to be able to sit here and, and cover the sample W has absolutely been fantastic. So, so I want to thank both of you so much, Darce. Again, your, your connections with Woodville West Torrance have been absolutely fantastic. I Like I said, I had the honor of talking with coach Norrell Smith, who was absolutely fantastic with her time. Um, all the luck to Woodville West Torrens and you. So, Darce, thank you so much. A big thank you too, Coach Donnie. Gee whiz, I mean, you're you're doing this all over America. You're promoting, you know, you're promoting your SAFLW over in America, which is, I think, that's just brilliant as well. And thank you for doing that. Absolutely. I I don't I don't do it for the notoriety. I do it again, as I said to many. I love the game of footy. It, mm. it, it has it has given me so many things that has been fantastic. Which and then is a great transition to meeting Phil again. One tweet about a Norwood game, and <laughs> I get a retweet and a response from it from Phil, which then leads to an absolutely fantastic chat. So Phil again absolutely have a ton of fun calling that Central's uh, Glenelg game. If you give me the shout out. I, I, I'm I'm going to probably do a tiny fist bump in, in my <laughs> living room for sure. Yeah, look, it's great to always chat about sample and uh, I concur with Darcy. It is great, mate, that you've got your passion that you do for an Australian sport. You know, it's not your native sport. You're doing it from all the way over in the States, dealing with the time zone differences and kudos to you, mate. Um, I've been uh, uh, heavily following you now on social media and I love your passion for anything and everything. So keep up the good work for your good self, mate, and I can't wait for our next chat. Truly, truly appreciate it. So we, we will definitely be back very soon again. We'll probably reconvene after round eight. We'll do, we'll probably do a month's worth because I think it's a nice little, nice little bite size, nice little bite size of of the sample W again. So we'll have three shows, and then we will cover the finals and how that goes. Again, keep an eye out. We will start doing some more state league stuff. Waffle W is starting to get going, but that is going to do it for our episode today. Thank you for watching. And again, keep an eye out. Sandful now. Keep an eye on these girls because they are playing some absolutely sensational football and we will be back again very very soon with afl waffle and more state league coverage be back very